Welcome to Honestly Haunted. Honestly Haunted. We're continuing our trip around to each state, and this week we're headed to Massachusetts to talk about the Bridgewater Triangle. Now, you may have heard of the Bermuda Triangle, a place where lots of odd things happen, shipwrecks are common, and people go missing. In the Bridgewater Triangle, we have reports of similar things. Not shipwrecks, though. We're on land with this one. Although that would be a really odd happening if there were (laughs) land shipwrecks. Totally. So, the Bridgewater Triangle is an area about 30 miles south of Boston. If you're familiar with the area of Massachusetts, then here are some of the towns that make up the edges of the triangle. Abington, East Freeman, then back up to Brockton. Of course, Bridgewater's also in there. It's an area of about 200 square miles that is home to all sorts of craziness. In this area, there have been UFO sightings, ghost sightings, orbs... Bigfoot sightings, animal mutilations, and more. The first person to dub this area, the Bridgewater Triangle, was cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman in the 1970s. Cryptozoology, for anyone who may not know, is a pseudoscience that aims to prove the existence of entities from folklore. Think Bigfoot, Chupacabra, etc. These creatures are referred to as cryptids, thus cryptozoology. The focus on creatures of or cryptids, is going to make sense as we get further into this story. Absolutely. To begin with, the center, per se, of this triangle is the Hockamock Swamp. This is the largest swampland in all of New England, and is said to be home to lots of different animals and geological diversity. The area is incredibly dense and hard to navigate, leading many people to believe that's why it's such a hotspot for creatures who just don't want to be found. Hockamock Swamp takes its name after a word from the Wampanoag tribe, which literally means the place where spirits dwell. During colonial times, it was also referred to as the Devil's Swamp. This swamp was also significant historically. Besides being a major hunting ground for tribes in the area, it also played a vital role in King Philip's War and served as a base of operations to attack English settlements. Today, the area is known to be home to at least 13 rare and endangered species of plants and animals. And, you know, maybe many more cryptids while we're at it, too. The swamp is definitely the spot that has the most going on in the triangle. Probably the most familiar tale to our listeners would be the ones of Bigfoot. I love this. Bigfoot is so legendary. We aren't going to dive into the whole history of Bigfoot tales, but here in Bridgewater Triangle, we get not one but multiple Bigfoots. Exactly. So in the book Weird New England, they claim that in the 1970s, there was something that occurred that made these otherwise peaceful Bigfoots living and hiding in the swamp go crazy. Reportedly, they began to kill pigs and sheep belonging to nearby farms over a period of a few months. The police actually conducted a multiple-day search of the swamplands with attack dogs for the creatures who were maiming these animals, but nothing was found. The swamp is also said to be home to another cryptid known as the Thunderbird. This being is described as being pterodactyl-like with massive wingspans of up to 12 feet long. Now, another location within the triangle is the Taunton State Hospital, 
which originally opened in 1854 under the name State Lunatic Hospital at Taunton. So this place has a lot in common with the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, which we did a whole episode on. If you haven't already, I suggest going and listening to that episode to get a sense of the history of these types of hospitals. Taunton was also a Kirkbride Plan hospital, just like Trans-Allegheny, so it was a very large, imposing building. Actually, super beautiful, too. Like, the pictures I've seen have mostly been of it now, when, spoiler alert, it's abandoned, but it still looks hauntingly gorgeous. In 1975, the hospital was closed and abandoned, and since then, there have been numerous fires and collapses that have damaged parts of the hospital and buildings on the grounds. Now, people who have been to this abandoned building claim to have felt beings touching their legs and arms and heads, even feeling their limbs being pulled on in some areas of the hospital. Unlike the Trans-Allegheny Hospital, this site was also supposedly home to satanic cult practices in the 1960s and 70s. Also, the Thunderbird from the swamp has had sightings on the hospital grounds as well, because, of course. Of course, Thunderbird, you know, cool, casual. <laughs> Outside of the hospital grounds, Assonet Ledge within the Triangle is a remote location in the woods where sightings of ghosts leaping off cliffs and falling, then disappearing before hitting the water have been reported. Beyond the apparitions, others claim that ghosts have actually urged them to make the leap themselves when standing atop the rocks feeling dark and intrusive thoughts overtake them. Again, because of course. <laughs> Ugh. In Rehoboth, there's an old one-room schoolhouse that, has been, that was built in the 1840s and was in use until 1937. The building is said to be haunted by former students as voices have been heard by visitors. Another really interesting aspect of the Bridgewater Triangle is that it is actually home to the first ever documented UFO report in the entire world. This UFO was seen in 1760 flying above the region known as the Triangle. And that's not all when it comes to UFOs either. There were more reports of UFOs in the area in 1908 and again in 1968. During the 1970s, there were multiple reports of UFOs in local newspapers, and some witnesses actually claimed to have seen a UFO land off Route 44 in Taunton in 1976. A Bridgewater policeman also reported seeing a UFO in 1994 in the town of Rain Rainham. There's also a common claim of a phantom hitchhiker with red hair seen on roads within the triangle. The figure is said to be a man with long red hair and a full beard, but anyone who stops for him reports that the figure disappears. Others claim to have actually driven through the figure. That brings us to a story that actually got the Bridgewater Triangle on our radar in the first place. In May of 2018, there was a weird occurrence in Mansfield, Massachusetts, on the interstate. This busy highway became backed up with traffic when numerous cars stopped to call police after witnessing a woman holding the lifeless body of a child walking into the woods. This wasn't seen by just one person either. This was called in by a lot of people who all described the exact same thing. Traffic nearly ground to a halt as police came to the area and scoured the woods. There was a major search that involved police helicopters, K-9 teams, and spanned over several hours. But nothing was found, and still to this day, nothing has been found or followed up on with this case. Which is why I think it's so fascinating, because this was two years ago. This was only two years ago now. Yeah, that's pretty recent. <laughs> and like a lot of people called this in. A lot of people called it in, all describing the exact same thing, and nothing was found. So was this a figure that 
appeared during the day. Yeah. And it's rare, like, too, because you don't hear about that. Like, some people might be like, one random person saw a figure walking into the woods. But the fact that so many people in different cars saw yeah. the same thing, while probably traveling at, like, a decent rate of speed. Yeah, it was an interstate. Yeah. <laughs> so not necessarily just going putts in, a, like, along a dirt road and seeing something odd off to the side. So... That one definitely stands out. That's what made me so, so interested in this place because I feel like that is just so un, like, uncommon. It was the middle of the day. Tons of people saw it. Was this a real woman who was holding a lifeless body of a child or was this a figure who disappeared? I mean, either either option is super intriguing to me. Because if it was a real person, like, the behaviors don't quite match up. Like, one would be a woman holding a lifeless child would be running around frantic trying to get someone to help her. Right, like, why would she go into the woods? Yes. Or two, like, if she was actually, like, guilty of a crime, trying to hide that body, why would she be walking in plain sight? When tons of people saw her. Yeah, so it doesn't make any sense for it to be... And if it was that, then, like, there's a crime that needs to be solved. So how come that has not been followed? Like, how come we haven't tied this incident timeline-wise to, like, a missing child? Yeah, And, like, yeah, so there's so many questions of it being, if it is true crime, what and why and who and where and why do we not have more info? We need more answers is where we're at, but we might not actually get any. Right, because, like, all of that makes me feel like, it maybe it is more likely that this was supernatural. Supernatural. This whole place is just like it's it's hard to like delve into like specific stories other than that one initially because that one's so recent. But it's like there's so much crazy that happens. It makes me think of an episode that we did have done earlier, Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. Yeah, it's just it's literally a hotbed for paranormal activity. Absolutely, it's like both with Skinwalker Ranch and with the Bridgewater Triangle. I feel like we could do multiple episodes on just like little pieces that have happened in these places like we could do a whole episode probably on like the ufo sightings in bridgewater triangle or on like figures seen or the hitchhikers or like a, a million different things we we could do a whole episode on bigfoot which we totally should i think so yeah i, I mean <laughs> but yeah like and then but the lore of bigfoot and it's all just so interesting to, to me and in this location I guess this New England's not normally a part of the country that we would associate Bigfoot tales with. Like we think more yeah, like, in like Washington, m- Oregon, mountainous yeah. area, or I guess heavily wooded. But there's heavily wooded areas. I always think the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, that's what I associate Bigfoot, which I with. think is like the normal tale. I mean, I could be wrong. We didn't really do Bigfoot research here. We just did Bridgewater Triangle research, and weirdly, they overlapped. <laughs> but the triangle thing, going back to Skinwalker Ranch, is like, we we had, saw some tie-ins, too, that a, an actual triangle is made on the property, yeah. or that in the center of a triangle is Skinwalker Ranch, and I can't help but notice the correlations between locations being, being triangles. triangles and Bridgewater is at the center of this triangle yeah and there's a few locations obviously that seem to stand out like the swamp um yeah which swamps I don't do swamps like swamps are a very <laughs> there's such a, an odd especially the ecosystem of cr- critters that live in swamps kind of give me the heebie-jeebies well yeah and that's kind of what I that was what was interesting too is like People think there are so many cryptids in there because there actually are, like, really unusual plants and unusual animals Mm -hmm. that are endangered and rare. And and so, like, it already is a place for strange 
flora and fauna. You know, and it's it's cool to me too because we like to think of the world as like constantly shrinking, like where everyone almost everything's been discovered. Like man has put their footprints pretty much almost at all locations of the world. But then it's stories like this that remind you, like, nope, there are far little corners of the world that we have not touched on and we have no idea. Well, and there is so, so much about the Bridgewater Triangle. You know, like we didn't even go into every little piece because we couldn't, like there's just no way. But like things that I came across were that there were also like weird rocks and like that was intriguing to me because I think about like what I know of like fairy rocks and like, like rings of stones and all the kind of mythical stuff about that and like all all this just sort of like other stuff that people just have seen or come across that don't necessarily have like full stories behind them but are odd and interesting and it's just all centered in this like one 200 square mile radius and then we talk about the presence like the human presence and impact of with the hospital being on the grounds as well and, you know, that probably would take another whole episode to research yes. in about that specific state mental asylum, but... Because we did a whole episode on, on another one of those in the Kirkbride plan, and so so there's obviously a lot that we talked about there in terms of things that happened to residents, the types of things that they experienced. Or um, saw. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of that energy, and going back even further farther if we're talking about like the human presence there's people who say that this was like a place of indian burial grounds and things like that which which makes sense because you know the native american tribe uh the wapanoag tribe was habitating there and they used the swamp as hunting ground and we know it was a place of war too yeah so there's you never, you just never know. And okay, we got to talk about the UFOs. The first, yeah. <laughs> the first ever documented. There might have been, there right. obviously were probably UFO sightings maybe True. before then, but this is the first ever documented. documented in the world. Which like, I don't, I don't know exactly how legit that claim is. Like we, we have not done a ton of backing up on that claim <laughs> just because I don't, I don't know how we can determine. At least in the U.S. Right. It was probably, it was likely the first. Like, like it, I mean, I only say this because I feel like unless somebody can like speak every single language, there might be something documented somewhere, somewhere. But, but as far as general population knows, this is the first documented UFO, which is cool. Yeah. And yeah. So I just, again, we come back to what we (laughs) talked about in Skinwalker Ranch is like, I don't know why I believe and all of these things paranormal, but, but when UFOs. I get to UFOs, I just like, really? I know. I don't know. And, and it's like really timely because SpaceX just launched yeah. this weekend. And and so thinking about space and potential aliens and UFOs, it's all it's all very intriguing, but I still I still come down on the side of for some reason, being more of a skeptic about UFOs than... I don't know why. It doesn't... I know, it doesn't make sense. But I guess it's maybe just, like, our brain's way of taking care of itself. Because it's like, you've barely figured out... You you don't even have half the stuff on Earth figured out. True. Half half is generous, too. Like, I probably... Some days... (laughs) know, like, nothing. Sometimes I feel like 5% is what I'm operating at. We know nothing. We know nothing. (laughs) 
It's like, you know, your brain's trying to like protect you because it's like you can't, you haven't even figured Earth out yet. You can, no way you can figure out space. It was also interesting to me that, and this is probably reading way into it, but like that there was a sighting in 1908 and then 1968. And I was like, ooh, is this like, or if, if we did more digging and like really, really looked through a ton of local newspapers, would we be able to find like some weird pattern in the years. So what? When would be the next pattern then? 60 years? Yeah. From from, from 68. From 68, which would be... 2028. 2028. So in so, eight more years. So in eight years, let's let's go to the Bridgewater Triangle and check this out for UFOs. Although, <laughs> although like also in the 70s, apparently there was like a million sightings. But they were all like, I thought that was interesting that it was like the major ones that were noted beyond the local area were obviously the first one 1760 um i wonder if we did math backwards if that was like 60 years no because it would be in an eight right something it's interesting to me that in the 70s there were a bunch of local viewings like local newspapers were reporting ufos apparently left and right which that's interesting also should we bring up the fact that like ufos have actually been confirmed by the pentagon and Recently? We kind of, yeah, they kind of just glossed over that because of everything else yeah, going on. And, and, and yet we're being skeptical of it. I'm may, Maybe I'm like reevaluating my life choices right now. Why yeah. am I still so skeptical of it when apparently that's that's a thing? I don't, I don't know, man. Like sometimes <laughs> my, I just can't. <laughs> Again, I go back to I'm operating at 5%, I think sometimes. <laughs> there's, there's a lot when it comes to UFOs. Also, like people apparently saw one land on the side of the interstate, which again, interstate, why, like what's going why? on with the interstates in the Bridgewater Triangle? Something I'd be interested, after reading all the stories and things that we found, I'd be interested to know what people who actually live in the area have experienced. Yeah. There's, there's not like a lot of like personal tales that we were able to find. I mean, I'm sure like if we reached out to some people who live there on Facebook, be like, yeah. hey, what's it like where you live? <laughs> Tell me about the place you live. Yeah, they'd be like, what? Okay. But I, I think I, I'd be very curious to know if the people who live in that area have experienced anything particular or have noticed anything, especially if they've lived in other places and then moved there. Right. If things are different, energy levels are different, or they experience just odd things. Well, the other thing that I think is kind of nifty about all this is that like there are even though there's so many different things going on there's there's so much going on so many different threads to follow at least a couple of those threads have like actual police reports and like news reports following up like the police actually going into the woods to find whatever was mutilating animals like like Sure, maybe they're not saying, hey, we're going in to check for Bigfoot, but, like, there were police going into these woods to look for something that was mutilating animals. And then again, in 2018, there were police who went into the woods to look for this woman that had been reported. Like, so it's interesting that there are these actual, like... Tangible. It's not all just myth. Yeah, it's, there's some... Some verifiable things that people Even have looked into. There's so many different things going on. And there's never been actual like answers given right. for the presence or occurrences of these things. And and that I think we kind of touched upon this a little bit with Skinwalker Ranch, but like the the idea that there are certain areas and certain places where for some reason it's just more likely to have paranormal experiences. 
And, and, and so, like, thinking about Bermuda Triangle, now the Bridgewater Triangle, Skinwalker Ranch, and other places like that, like, I wonder what it is about that area that makes them more susceptible to this. Like, with Skinwalker Ranch, there was the theory that it was literally a portal to another dimension. Or that, like, the latitude and longitudes of Earth created, like, a perfect magnetic pulse. Right! Only, like, that perfectly sat on top of the ranch. And there's... So I was reading about the Bermuda Triangle a little bit ahead of this episode, because we touch upon it a little. Um, And this this is completely unsubstantiated. Substantiated. This is completely unsubstantiated, but one really kind of interesting theory was that there were like crystal pyramids below the water, like on the the actual ground level underneath the water in Bermuda, in the Bermuda Triangle, that like emanated these like pulses or things, and that's why it created, again, completely unsubstantiated. But it is interesting that people continue to find these, like, reasons to try and understand these locations and the energy that's there. Right. We have to be able to explain it. <laughs> otherwise, yeah. otherwise, we just can't function. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're like, we need a reason. Please give us something. Some, something. For our brains to be able to wrap around. But I think it just that's what it comes down to in locations like this, which I think will ultimately lead us to our verdict. Which I'm going to say, honestly, honestly haunted. haunted. <laughs> you, we guys, you guys should know that a lot of times we won't talk about our verdict until after we've had like an option, like this opportunity to talk through what we've just gone through. And so we kind of just look at each other and generally like almost so far we've 100% of the time we yeah. just agreed. We have not disagreed on a location just yet. It could happen. So stay yeah. tuned. You never know. But, but you are hearing our like first time that we actually say a verdict because which i think is kind of fun because we genuinely don't know what the other one's gonna think and what the other one's gonna say so we we kind of look at each other as we get ready to like make our verdict and are like and then we just go for it so you guys are actually uh, every episode so far you've gotten our (laughs) our unfiltered response to what we think after we've chatted through it with each other and also like Please tell us what you think about these places too. I've actually had a great conversation with one of our coworkers who listens. So, hey, Rachel, um, who was surprised at one of our verdicts. And so that was a great, awesome conversation to have because I got to kind of get a listener viewpoint. And especially, as we mentioned, if you live in one of these areas, especially right now when we're not able to go visit these places, please, we would love to hear your take. If you've ever, yeah, if you've ever visited or lived close or wanted to go check it out and report back, we'd love to hear from you too. So thanks so much for listening to the episode this week. We hope you're all doing well. As always, you know, check out our Facebook. Uh, Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back in two weeks with more Honestly Haunted. (laughs) 